0: The Enchanted Ears Podcast,
1: where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela, and I'm Joe. Got another great episode for you this week.
0: Oh yeah, we do.
1: So we haven't done questions uh, in a while, so we have a of kind of a few questions, you know, the, a little bit of a backlog here. So yeah. I think I think we should start off really jumping through, in there fast, huh? Yeah, going through some of these questions. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Uh, so I'll I'll start with the first one. Uh, this one's from Jake. He asked "Hey, Jake." What, what is one thing you've always wanted to do at a Disney park but haven't had the chance to?
0: Well, I've always wanted to run one of the Disney races. Haven't had a chance to do that yet.
1: Okay, so that's really... That's the one thing you've always wanted to do?
0: Um, I mean, go straight to the front of all the lines. That's something else I would like to do. I think, uh, I
1: think this is more like <laughs> realistic type thing.
0: Um, I, I would like to do the Keys to the Kingdom tour. I think that would be cool to see the back... Uh, like the back or the behind the scenes. Things. Okay. I have to pull my Jedi r- robe hood off because I'm getting a little warm.
1: Okay. So, coffee. so the race, though. So, you think that's the top of your list? So, we'll have, we'll, we'll do that in April coming up. So, after that, it's going to be one of the tours. One of the yeah, behind the scenes I, tours.
0: I think so. I mean, yeah. Not the, off the top of my head. Oh, the, oh, oh, no. the Food and Wine Festival. Just kidding. That just, you served everything. Okay. I would I, love to go to that. Birthday hint.
1: I was going to say, I, the tours are definitely one of the things on the top of my list um just because i do think being able to go behind the scenes they sound really good i've heard good things right. about them you get to get behind the scenes but oh. i think the one thing that i would like to do that i haven't had the chance to do is they have a lunch or dinner with an imagineer Ooh, and, yes. and i think it's uh, I think Hollywood and Vine and Hollywood Studios, and then uh, I think one of the restaurants at the Grand Floridian has this. so it's it's like a lunch or dinner, and then you, there's an Imagineer that you can't kind of get to meet with them. It's a very limited thing to do. They only do it like two or three times a week. And so it's very hard to get into. But I think that I've be... seen
0: firsthand. You are very good at talking to important people. Thank it's, you it's It's impressive
1: thank you but i just think that would be so fascinating to like, talk I just stand to somebody there
0: stupid like i'd be so dumb i'd be like uh your job is cool
1: You <laughs> <laughs> like i'm prepared but i, I just think that would be so interesting to hear them excuse
0: me while i pull out my list of questions i have to ask you
1: to hear them talk about to talk to somebody that has kind of built the disney theme park you know to, yeah. to kind of get their insight of you know what they do behind the scenes because imagineering is so much more than just thinking of the concept. I mean, you know, they're building the animatronics, they're designing the sets,
0: problem solving.
1: Yeah, they're they're writing the the storylines, the you know the the character interactions. They're designing the flow of the attraction and everything. And I just think it would be really interesting to kind of get their insight about like what is their creative process. So I think and it's and since it's so hard to kind of get into, I think that's. Uh, you know, haven't had a chance to do it, but I think that's one of the things uh, I would definitely like to do.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. Nancy asked, uh, if you could watch one animated Disney movie the rest of your life, what would it be? All
1: right, so Disney animated movies. You know, I honestly, this this answer may surprise you. I think I would pick Moana.
0: Are you serious?
1: I think that's what I would pick. I like out of all the animated movies I mean you definitely have I mean The Lion King's good. You know The,
0: the Lion King is not
1: good. But, I, but what I'm saying is It's
0: amazing. You have some of those like Fantastic. The Lion King,
1: Aladdin, they're really great. But I think I would get tired of watching those over and over again. But shame on you. Moana is great and I think that I love the soundtrack. Lynn manuel listened to him sing how far I'll go and things. I, I think that's that's a really good story. Um the rocks in it. I mean, as much as I said, I don't really care for him as Maui. I mean, he's he is good still. I mean, uh-huh. he's still The Rock. So I think overall, that would probably be the one. If I could only watch one uh, for the rest of my life, it would probably be that one.
0: Interesting. Uh, of course, you know my answer, right?
1: Are you going to say The Lion King?
0: You'd think I would but I actually was going to say the same thing as you.
1: Moana. Okay. Yeah. I figured you'd be between the, Lion those King, the
0: Lion King is really, really good. I have committed a lot of that movie to memory, so I could kind of replay it in my mind without watching it. Uh, Moana. I don't well, have No, that.
1: this. It's going to get wiped from your memory. You can't even watch this in your no, mind. No, that anymore. is not what the
0: question says. Well, it if you says can't... only for the rest of my life, be able to watch it.
1: Okay. So you can't, so you can never rewatch it. Right. But what if it was erased from your mind? Would that, would you then choose the Lion King? Um, if you couldn't remember it, if you had no long-term memory,
0: this is unfair. You love to give me unfair questions. I, I, I no, I don't okay. know. All right, so you're going. Yeah, that's not the question. I'm you're not answering Moana. that. Okay. But Moana, I think is it's just a lot more. It's really light-hearted, uh, and but it, it deals with a lot of really good and deep issues, and the soundtrack is amazing, and the colors and the animation is really good. So yeah, I, I would go with that one. The next question. How many days do you need to go to the parks to make an annual pass worth it?
1: All right. So, it it kind of depends. It's not straightforward. And that's
0: Alex asked that question. Sorry.
1: Yeah. And it's not a straightforward answer. So, an annual pass to Disney World right now, uh, this may go up whenever they kind of do the change to the the ticket prices in a couple weeks here, but it is $849. Mm -hmm. And that is no blackout dates. Park hopper to all four parks. It does not include the water parks. Okay. You can, I think it's another hundred and twenty dollars or so, and you get the water parks included. Ooh. So it's not, you know, too bad a deal if you want to get the water parks. Yeah. So at eight hundred and fifty dollars, it kind of depends on how many times you go, but also the length of your stay, because as we talked about uh, in previous episodes, you know, Disney kind of has a ticket price structure where. The more days you go, the cheaper the tickets get per day. So, you know, if you're going one or two days, the tickets are $120 a day. But if you go to the other extreme of you get a 10 day ticket, the tickets are only $45 um, a day. So it's a much, you know, so the more days you go, the, the cheaper it gets. So it all kind of depends. So if you're going to go, if you typically go for say that 10 day, if you buy if you buy a 10 day ticket where it is 40 some dollars a day plus the park hopper option, it's over 500 dollars. If you're going on it, if you go on one 10 day trip and then any other trip after that, it basically is worth it become an annual pass because yeah. you're basically break even at that point. Well,
0: and they also have other benefits. So if you're close to spending that much money, you and you want to do some of these other extra benefits, like you get a, a gift every year for being an annual pass holder. They actually have extra extras that you can do. I just looked it up real quick. Uh, there's a up close with rhinos. Yes, please give me that. I want that. <laughs> I want to do that. So that would be worth it. I mean, if you could go and right, that's a good, one of that's those. That's a good point.
1: You get discounts at the hotels and merchandise you also usually get invited to openings of new lands so if you're looking to get into star wars galaxy's edge early um the annual pass holders will have special previews most likely they you know toy story land did that uh pandora did that so you're right you, you kind of get other perks as well um but then it, it's so a if, lot yeah so and then if you don't go for a 10-day trip if you go twice a year and you go five days at a time then it's kind of worth it at that point. Or if you go on three, three three-day trips. So you kind of have to, you know, play with the math of how long do you typically go, you know, how many days you're typically going for. But I would say if you're going two to three times a year for an average trip length of four to five days, then at that point, it probably makes sense to become an annual pass holder. Maybe even a little bit less because, like you said, you're getting so many other perks. you, yeah, you may t- want it for that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of discounts that you can receive like going through just looking at their website. So it'll be worth it. And even if you like, there's even some stuff that aren't Disney related. Like you can get uh, if you're a basketball fan, Orlando Magic jersey uh, offer. Um, like there's there's a different offer for pass holders. You know, fringe benefits on that.
1: Okay, good. So our our next question comes from. Laura and she asked is the memory maker worth getting and, yes. and how does it <laughs> and how does it work with attraction photos okay so you answer the first part so yes yes you it is it's worth getting.
0: getting I think it's definitely worth getting um I'm vain and I like to look at pictures of myself uh so no I, I really enjoy I think a large enjoyment and I'm sure it, it also depends on what you like to do when you go to Disney but I think that a lot of times you know especially my memory is not great so I think that a lot of times when you go to a Disney park and you come home and you're like, oh, I had such a great time. And then those memories fade over time. And the the photo pass is really a helpful reminder of, hey, this is what I did on my time. I went and saw this character and this character. And you also get the attraction photos with that. So you, you know If you're on a ride or you're riding Seven Dwarves Mine Car Ride, you get that as part of the pass.
1: Yeah, so, so that, that's kind of the second part of our questions. How does it work with the attraction photos? And how it works is any attraction that has a photo, it automatically goes onto your account. So you don't have to go and, and scan anything or say that you want to save that photo. Uh, basically, it's like magic. <laughs> the ride reads your magic band. And it knows what seat you're in and, and who you are. So whenever it takes your picture, it reads your magic band. And within 10 or 15 minutes after Disney's you're done riding, you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the picture just shows up on your account. So you don't have to do anything special. So it is a really great benefit. And kind of going back to annual pass, that's another perk of an annual pass is you get the memory maker for the entire year. Oh, wow. that's So cool. typically, if you buy the memory maker, and, it, and if you want it, it's definitely... I think you save $30 if you pre-buy it. But it's only good for the length of your trip. And then the, the pictures are saved on there for like 30 days. So you have to download them off there. Or otherwise, they get deleted. But if you're an annual pass holder, it's just good all year. So you can just mm-hmm. go and just get past um, photos as much as you want. So that is another perk of an annual pass. All right. So our, our last question comes from Amanda. And she asks, what is your favorite time of year to visit the parks?
0: Okay. Well... I've only visited the parks at two different times of year. I went, I think, in January one time, and I also went for, I've gone during the summer many times because I'm, like I say, every week a teacher, so that's when I have off work. But my guess would be I would enjoy the Food and Wine Festival. I think that would be a lot of fun, and also I really did enjoy that, ta- that January time slot because the issue with going in the summer is it's very, 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 very humid and hot, um, so it's a little bit uh, miserable, like weather wise. So going in like January, February, where it's really cold in Pennsylvania, but not in Florida. That's great.
1: Yeah. I was just, I, I think my favorite time of year definitely probably would be to avoid the summer months. Cause like you said, it is very warm there in the fall. You can run into hurricane season. You can get a lot of rains. Usually it's not too bad. It, it rains for a little bit and and then it's kind of nice rest of the day. I think my favorite time to go is the kind of April, May time frame. Ah, uh, for the... So you have the, the Flower and Garden Flower. Festival in Epcot, which is great. And and it's kind of, that's kind of like a mini food and wine. I mean, there's a lot of different foods and, and unique things going on then. But it is also... It's, it's a little less crowded because people aren't on summer vacations yet. It's beautiful weather. I mean, it's seventy or eighty degrees in Florida, so it's not like it's cold at all. It's mm-hmm. warm. But it's you don't have the humidity and the rain. You don't run into that as much. Right. So the park Is that like
0: really nice spring weather that right. that people like?
1: Right. The park's a little less crowded. Now again, the park's pretty crowded all year, but it's a little less crowded in that time frame. I like the the flower and garden festival. So I think overall that kind of early spring you know april Never really time frame
0: pinpointed you for a flower man
1: <sighs> I, I really like the, the little <laughs> undercover topias. horticulturist. yeah the,
0: horticulturist
1: well the topiaries here. that that they make so yeah so i would say that's my my favorite time of year so I want to thank everybody uh who asked questions uh, again if you want to have your question read you can send your questions via facebook where we're enchanted ears podcast or through our website enchantedearspodcast dot slash podcast question. So now, kind of jumping into Disney news, there's quite a lot of of Disney news this mm-hmm. week. Uh, so I guess the the first thing we can talk about is the teaser trailer for the live action Aladdin movie came mm-hmm. out this week. Yeah, and it is quite. I mean, when they say teaser, it uh, is a big tease. They mean it because it's about a minute long, and the only character you really get a good look at is Aladdin and that's it i mean Uh,
0: yeah i guess so you get get to see the face but you get to see iago
1: yeah everybody else is kind of like shadow so trailers do well really on audio podcasts but take a second (laughs) if you want to look it up and see but if not uh
0: there's lots of desert
1: yeah so basically it's it's kind of flying over the desert and then
0: you you see like the it's kind of like almost like it was shot on a drone and then you see that you're following iago and um, at right. first, you don't know it's Iago. It's just a bird, and then you realize it right. is Right. And basically,
1: him. yeah, you're flying through the desert, and you're going to the Cave of Wonders. Right. And you can kind of then make out Jafar. standing. And again, it's like a shadow of him. It's it's very right. hard to make I didn't, out. I
0: missed him. You're the one who, yeah, you pointed it out to me. And then the, the music, this is the thing that I'm very excited about, and I wasn't really excited about it before. The music for the trailer is incredible. It is. It is. You know, your normal, like very recognizable Arabian Nights. There's a. There's a part of it that's friend like me, and it's very kind of. It's slower and darker tones, and it sets an interesting tone. I wonder if the movie's going to be a lot more serious than the original.
1: Well, I think so. So Guy Ritchie's the director, and you know he did the the Sherlock Holmes movies recently. So he does kind of have a. a a grittier take to a lot of his movies you know i mean it is a disney movie so i don't think it's going to be too dark (laughs) but i do think it's going to have a much more serious tone to it
0: yeah my one critique of it though the cave of wonder's voice needs clarified you cannot understand almost anything he yeah, says except and, for diamond in the rough. And
1: that's a trailer. So, I mean, there's a lot of time for them to fix that. I'll mm-hmm. say the one big omission from this is we don't get to see Will Smith's genie. Yeah. Uh, so, again, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a pretty big tease. It, it ends with Aladdin uh, grasping for the lamp. And that's yes. kind of where it cuts Aladdin
0: out. Aladdin dressed, uh, Disney bounding as dopey.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought. I mean, they definitely have the diamond in the rough, you know, rags to riches. This is, you know, they, they definitely... that up he he does kind of just basically wearing rags but yeah so i think you know it comes out in may the end of may so i think pretty soon we'll probably get a full trailer and we'll we'll get to see the genie and everything but yeah it looks really good the slowed down version of friend like me i think played really well Mm -hmm. it kind of built up uh really well so i i'm really looking forward to this movie i
0: like the logo they changed it a little bit it looks good
1: yeah i think it's good all right so so the next uh, piece of news, and this is kind of interesting, is Disney increased the prices of basically all the food in their theme parks, and they kind of just did it overnight. So right in for Disney World it's right in the middle of Food and Wine, so a lot of people were reporting that uh, you know one day they went, and the next day
0: everything was up like a yeah, dollar. Yeah, everything costs more for, yeah. the, for the
1: middle of Food and Wine, which is kind of interesting that they would would do it. But some of the stuff.
0: I mean, it, you're not gonna leave early though. You're not gonna be like,
1: oops, No, I'm not doing that. But some of the stuff, yeah. I mean, Dole whips went up a dollar. They're five ninety nine now. Um, I was blown away by this. A Mickey pretzel with cheese is seven dollars now.
0: Holy moly! That's
1: insane. Like I, I know Disney. You know, theme parks cost a little bit more, but that's that's crazy Ooh. to spend seven dollars. What
0: kills me is the churros went up for, from four fifty to five twenty five. So seventy five cents there, and then Mickey bars a Mickey bar, it was five dollars, and it went up to five seventy five, and that's like basically for a dilly bar. Like you go, you know, that's what Mickey bar is a dilly bar basically. Yeah, and you're paying that much for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and these so these aren't like you said seventy five cents a dollar. I mean, they're going up fifteen twenty percent. It's not well, like it's a a minor price increase. Th-
0: the worst one that I saw. Uh, cause I think it was it was a couple dollars. I, I didn't I don't know what how much it cost originally was the turkey legs. Now they cost thirteen twenty five for a turkey leg, which, to be honest, is fine by me because I hate watching people eat them. They're disgusting. <laughs> I actually
1: thought they got rid of those. Oh, no, uh, you, so they must have kept yeah. them. I thought I heard before they were, they were talking about getting rid of them. They're just
0: a little barbaric. Yeah, they remind me of Ren festivals,
1: but yeah, so I mean, it's just it's it's a pretty dramatic increase. like I said, it was in the middle of food and wine. I think it's interesting that Disney's doing this. To me, it seems like they are I don't know if they're having budget problems. I think they're mm-hmm. trying to conserve money. Maybe Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is running over. Uh, I've heard that you know not as many people are booking trips, which makes sense because why would you want to book a trip now or next yeah. year when in 18 year, months yeah. Star Wars is going to be opening? Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people they go once every few years. You're not going to want to be the guy that goes the summer of 2019 and then misses out on Star Wars by three months, you know. So, so people are waiting to to get an actual opening date for for Star Wars, and then they're going to book right. their trips.
0: Or, or maybe they are their next. The thing that we're going to talk about next is also a reason for why they might be increasing the prices because that costs money.
1: Yeah. So I, I, and I think you know last week or two weeks ago we talked about them closing um, Rafiki's Planet Watch. So it does seem to be that they are, you know, kind of cutting back on things. So I think it, you know, it seems like they're they're trying to raise some extra money, but yeah, it's pretty uh pretty significant price increase.
0: And then in further news, Disney's going green. So they are going to provide enough solar energy to power two of their parks.
1: So this is yeah, so this is phenomenal. I want to stop you there cuz it's kind of like burying yeah. the lead to run past this. So, Disney's slowly been building out solar panels and things. They have that giant yeah, big Mickey, Mickey Mouse one. one. Yeah, outside yeah. of Animal Kingdom, which makes sense. Florida gets a ton of sun. Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense to kind of harness that. But when I saw this, I was blown away. They're going to have enough solar energy this year to power two of their theme parks yeah, that's in great. Orlando. That is a lot. That is the amount which two though <laughs> it doesn't i mean who cares magic
0: kingdom and animal kingdom cuz that would be
1: crazy i mean it it doesn't even matter two of them is still phenomenal yeah. because as big as those parks are and as much i mean they're they're running you know almost 24 hours a day those rides have to use a lot of energy so the fact that they can now power two theme parks it's enough like the equivalent of about 10,000 homes for right. a year which so that kind of gives you a little bit of a perspective. Um, That's it, it, it's so much. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive.
0: Also, they said that they would like to reduce their net greenhouse emissions by fifty percent by twenty twenty, and this is based on or compared to the amount they missed in two thousand twelve.
1: I don't think "amiss" is a is a real word.
0: Well, I was just—I I think you made that up. It.
1: I think you made that up, but okay. I,
0: well, you know what? Making up words is is very um, admirable because my my main man Shakespeare, Billy Shakes. I don't like to compare myself to Shakespeare too often. Well, he didn't
1: exist, so I wouldn't compare. He, he to He did
0: him. exist, and he made up a lot of words. Like uh, he made up the word bandit, critic, dauntless, dwindle, elbow. This thing right here, your elbow. Did he, he made though? that up? Did
1: he though? I. I'm not sure about that. Blackluster. We
0: lonely. He's in, he's insane. He's insane. We
1: agree to disagree on Shakespeare, but so yeah, so they're in the next couple of years they want to reduce by 50% uh, from 2012, which is actually a pretty impressive goal, and I think they're going to be close with this to hitting it. So in 8 years, they're dropping their emissions by 50%, which kind of puts them as, I'd have to imagine as a leader in you know, kind of corporate America for greenhouse reductions. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's part of the hidden magic that Bob Chapek, the chairman of Disney Parks, uh, kind of commented about that. So I think that's really cool. And also, I have to I have to point this out because everyone's always getting on millennials, but get it, millennials, because the company says they're inspired by. by millennials because one time we
1: did something good yeah
0: that's right we like to choose companies that are socially conscious so it says because it is important to their visitors it is important to them so that is what is kind of helping to inspire the change
1: i I will say though you kind of insinuated that the food price increase was due to them building all these solar panels so i don't know if we want to equate millennials to this because now people will be complaining we for
0: everything anyway thanks
1: millennials now my mickey Hashtag pretzel cost, thanks
0: get millennials thanks
1: my, now my mickey pretzel costs seven dollars <laughs> so <laughs> i don't think i don't hey, think i building solar panels it won't panels, melt
0: as quickly because the millennials are trying to inspire greenhouse well, gas mickey emissions pretzels won't melt no oh i'm sorry i i heard the dilly bars and,
1: <laughs> in your head your head <laughs> you're listening to a different podcast in your head though. <laughs> in
0: my head it's a different podcast so this is our Game of Thrones, our long-running Game of Thrones podcast that we're talking about. That we're talking Mickey about bars. Mickey bars?
1: Okay. <laughs> but I don't I mean, I don't think to, to your point though earlier, I don't think them building solar panels is a big budget constraint to them and causing them to raise food prices. Because if anything, they're probably saving money for mm-hmm. this. So what what the um, what kind of the rest of the article said, so this was in the New York Times where this article came from is while Disney's producing enough electricity to power two of their theme parks, they're not actually using the electricity they produce. So all these solar panels, that energy is just getting fed back into the grid. So they're, mm-hmm. it's not like they're actually using it to power their parks. It's going back it's in the grid. It's going into the housing. Right, uh, it, right. Them. So they're selling it back. So they basically get a credit for the energy they use. So again, they're, they're saving money uh, overall with this. Yeah. So and that's kind of where the ten thousand homes came from. So that electricity and you did have a good
0: point. Like in you can do this in Florida, and it's it's very beneficial. If we built one here, not so much probably. Right. But they have a lot of sun.
1: Right. So then, in kind of other financial Disney news, so Disney's in Disneyland. So going coast to coast here. Oh, nice. They canceled. We traveled
0: really fast. (laughs)
1: supersonic jet there they canceled their plans for the luxury four-star hotel at disneyland so this has kind of been a battle with the city of anaheim and it's it's i mean it turned south pretty quick i mean they've gone like i said they've canceled the hotel now so the plan was they were going to build a a new luxury hotel in disneyland property and they had tax incentives to do so i think Somewhere in the tune of like $270 million Whoa. is what they were going to get from the city of Anaheim back in, in kind of tax credits. And then they decided it was going to be where a parking lot was. And then they decided they want to keep the parking lot. And so they were going to move it. And that's why in downtown Disney, they closed the AMC Theater, the Rainforest Cafe, ESPN Zone, all of that stuff closed. It was supposed to get torn down. The new hotel was going to go there. Uh-huh. So the hotel moved about a thousand feet from where it originally was. Well, when that happened, the city of Anaheim said, Whoa, you have to reapply for these credits now because the hotel was for where this parking lot is. Now, because you're moving at a thousand feet, you have to reapply. You no longer are eligible for the credits.
0: Oh my goodness. Are you kidding?
1: No, and so I and and you know, Disney's point was, hey, we moved at a thousand feet. I think the city's point was well, the reason you got these incentives was you were going to turn a parking lot into a hotel. It was going to create jobs, it was going to create revenue, things like that. Because yeah. that parking lot's not doing okay. anything. Now you're tearing down a movie theater, a few and restaurants. So, you're jobs so basically, and, yeah, are you really gaining jobs? It's kind of you know a net maybe loss even as far as jobs. So they don't want to get the credits. So they kind of went back and forth. Disney put it on hold, and now they've said, hey, we're not building the hotel at all kind of investments Ooh. on hold at, at disneyland so it it now i mean it's setting up to kind of be this big battle with the city of wow you know disney's gonna need hotels i mean you'd have to imagine they're gonna need something there's gonna be a lot more people going because of their star wars land um yeah. you know anaheim's a big convention city there there's a lot of need for hotels there it, it's kind of interesting that they've decided to do this and like i said they've you know kind of said hey we're not sure about other investments at this There's time. There's
0: no way they could put parking lot where those other places were and just like kind of screw uh, Anaheim. Like, oh, you know what? Fine, that's okay. We'll just build it where that parking lot was, but we'll put a po- parking lot where those other things were. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, I
1: think the, it's all, I mean, they, they lost all the credits. On. Like everything's been, you know, kind of revoked at this point. Oh, so geez. yeah, so it's a, it's a little bit of a, a big battle. I think Disney, I, I mean, they seem to work well with, I mean, in Florida, in California for the most part. But I think, I mean, every now and then, you know, local governments, corporations, they're going to have, you know, kind of these conflicting, you know, issues. So I, right. I think ultimately it'll get worked out. I mean, a few years ago, Disney, you know, promised to inject a billion dollars into Disneyland and, and got a big tax refund from ticket sales. That's why they're building Star Wars out there and things. So, uh, you know, I think eventually it'll, it'll blow. Over. yeah, they're not going to stop building stuff at Disneyland now, you know, oh. because of this. So. Yeah, definitely not. But but they just won't have that hotel. So, and then the last thing. This is kind of like the biggest news. This was a huge shocker when I saw when I read this. I thought it was like a joke. I saw <laughs> somebody posting about it on Facebook. I was like, that no, that's not true.
0: This is one of those like Facebook click ads. Yeah, but it,
1: it appears to be true. I mean, I, I don't believe Disney's confirmed it yet, but uh, WDW News Today is reporting that. Spaceship Earth is going to close for two years.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And that's what I was like, for two years you're going to close Spaceship Earth. That's a, yeah. a huge iconic ride in Epcot. Yes. And
0: they close it for two years? Two years.
1: And this is the kicker. It's going to close starting in 2020. So it will be closed. For Star Wars. What? Well, no, after. So it will be closed okay. in 2020. Next, next in two years. God bless me. Bless you. <laughs> but it will be closed for Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration in 2021. And that's why I couldn't believe it. Because I was like, why do, would you have one of your most yeah. iconic rides closed during the 50th celebration?
0: Yeah, that is that is a pretty crazy choice right there. You'd think that they would just hold off for like a little bit longer and then that way they don't have to do that. Because people are going to want to ride Spaceship Earth.
1: Definitely. So and the and the thing is what I read is apparently in twenty twenty two when this is scheduled to reopen is actually Epcot's fortieth anniversary. Oh, okay. So okay. The, so they're gonna miss kind of the, the big fiftieth celebration of and that's the Magic Kingdom and kind of the you know the overall Disney World, but they're gonna have it open for the fortieth. So this is all part of their huge multi billion dollar revitalization plan of Epcot. So we're getting a new Illumination show. We're getting Guardians of the Galaxy. We're getting Ratatouille. And now Spaceship Earth. And it's a pretty intense overhaul. It sounds like they're going to completely gut it.
0: So there's going to be changes to every scene after the Industrial Revolution.
1: Yeah. So it's going to be like a completely update the Industrial Revolution and then completely new after that. So then they're also going to have rumors of projection mapping. So the last part of the ride where you know, you're kind of looking back at Earth and you see the stars, that's going to all be projection mapping. And they may do projection mapping on the outside of the sphere itself. And there's also talk that they may extend the ride. So they may change the load and unload platforms to actually make the ride longer. So it it, it should it sounds, you know, pretty good. But like I said, it's just pretty crazy to think that it's going to be a two-year closure yeah, to kind of get that's all a, this done.
0: It's a long time. But I guess, I mean... Personally, I know this might be an unpopular opinion. I don't love this ride. I think it's kind of, I don't know, boring and it is very outdated. So I think that an overhaul of it would be really, it is much needed. Well, that's
1: the problem you run into when you have these rides that are kind of like also the Carousel of Progress in in Magic Kingdom. When you have these rides that are based on historical events, it it gets outdated quickly because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you update this ride, if you build the ride, 30 40 years ago there's been a lot of advancement since then that you're kind of missing so that's why you know the, the the older stuff up to the industrial revolution that still makes sense because that's history that's not changing which makes sense why they're just kind of refreshing that area and then mm-hmm. after that's going to change cuz now you have you know iPhones computers like things that you didn't maybe have or weren't as popular when the rod was originally made so you're right it, it kind of dates itself quickly Mm-hmm. um so i think that you know as they redo it it'll bring it up to date they may even make it so it's easier to kind of change out some some of the ending scenes as you know new technology comes in but it'll be interesting to see and i think again we're still waiting for disney to officially confirm this which it may be some time until they do but yeah it sounds like if you want to ride spaceship earth you have until some point in 2020 we'll get your ride on yeah go go next year uh maybe early 2020 uh to to see this
0: yeah we'll have to ride it whenever we go down to run the race
1: oh definitely yeah i want to want to make sure we ride it before it closes so well i think we, we we had so many questions and uh disney news pieces that I, I think we kind of basically filled the show i think we'll uh we'll hold off our topic you know yeah. until next week because otherwise this
0: this, this is going to be an hour and a half episode yeah yeah i don't think and we need to do as much as you may like us you don't necessarily need to hear us for an hour and a half right moms
1: right (laughs) yeah we're a little over half an hour already so i think we'll end it here this week again you know thank everybody for their questions uh and then we'll we'll pick it up again next week with kind of a a main topic so uh thanks everybody for listening if you enjoyed what you heard make sure you subscribe uh leave us a rating a
0: review tell us how wonderful we are tell me how wonderful i am you don't have to say anything positive about joe if you don't want to it's okay
1: so, but thank you everybody for listening. And until next week, thanks. And, and have a magical day.